Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, Coxie. G'day, Waz. <laughs> how are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Uh, I'm... I'm pretty stoked about today's episode. I must admit I might have been really excited about this one. But I think we were excited about it for different reasons and I was only excited about it after we recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. I was excited. I didn't probably know the direction it was going to take, but I was really keen to hear what the man behind something I've been following for a long time had to say. And it surprised me, I must admit. Mm. And I was excited after we recorded it because, do you know what? Like, we've had a lot of social media experts on the show and, and you know, we we think all of our guests are awesome and they've all shared their own information and tips and all that sort of stuff. But today's guest is not a social media expert and he laid out in, you know, three minutes <laughs> the, the clearest way to use videos and ads on Facebook mm. and how to read the back end so that you can trim your budget and not waste money. Totally took me by surprise. I thought we'd just be clowning around and having a bit of fun. Yeah. so And we did do that too, don't get me wrong. So today's guest, um, super funny guy, although he's very professional and serious. Um, Which shouldn't surprise us, really. Off camera? No, because funny people are smart people. Of course they are. That's why I'm so funny. Yes. So... <laughs> Again, another one goes and nobody's laughing. (laughs) Anyway, so today's guest, Dan Lee from Plum Property. Uh, You might have seen his ads on social media. He does some wacky, zany um, video ads uh, on Facebook to uh, sell real estate, basically. And um, yeah, we got him on the show to find out a bit more about the man behind the camera. And uh, yeah, super smart guy. Incredibly smart. Very interesting to talk to. And I and I love the story about how he got started in sales. Oh, that that gave me cold sweats. I'm never going to be quite so rude to those people ever again in my life. Not that I think I've ever been rude, but you know, oh, pretty yeah, brisk. I know. So uh, anyway, check out today's episode. It's it's uh, awesome. Um, and the other thing you should check out is the trade desk. You really should. You're missing out if you're not at the trade desk. There's no checkout at the trade desk. You just should check it out. I, w- I want to yeah, sing. But no. boom. Anyway, um, so the trade desk is our version of the trade counter at your local supplier, um, where you go for advice and mm-hmm. special tools and things that the general public don't get access to. It's kind of cool to go to the trade desk. I have to confess that I got myself a Bunnings Power Pass card. <laughs> Just so you could go to the trade desk? <laughs> I was like, she said, what's your business? And I said, I'm tradie wingman. And <laughs> she said, oh, yep, okay. <laughs> so I can go to the trade desk and use my Power Pass like a tradie. I hate going to Bunnings. Do you know it used to be a novelty up until I uh, married a builder and now I just flipping hate going to Bunnings. Mm. See, I hate going to Bunnings because the damage it does to my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we have a trade desk here at Tradies in Business as well where you can go for advice and tips and 
tools and special access that the public don't get. And the best thing is the people at the trade desk in our trade desk smile. They're not surly. Yeah, yeah. And they know which aisle things are in. <laughs> they can help you with stuff. So if you are a tradie in business, and I suspect if you're listening to this podcast, then you are, um, and maybe you've ever found yourself wondering like, how do I do this cash flow thing better? Or what do I do when people aren't paying my invoices? Or uh, I'm not sure if I should employ someone or not. How do I tell? And what do I do about it? Um, then that's the sort of stuff you get answered at the trade desk. Um, it's exclusive access for tradies in business. Uh, basically, it's a carton of beer a month or less than a carton of beer a month. Mm-hmm. You get uh, fortnightly live Q&As with me and Coxie and sometimes some super special guests. Mm-hmm. Um there's templates, tools, scripts, there's training videos, there's also a 12-month uh, sort of mini business course that mm-hmm. uh, you get as part of that. And probably the best thing is the peer-to-peer um, support mm. within the closed group on good old Stalkbook and partner offers, Coxie. Oh, yeah. There's some partner offers there that will save you your carton of beer for about two to three years. That's how much value there is. So not only will it cost you less than a carton of beer, you won't actually even have to pay it because you would have saved it. So go and check it out, tradiesinbusiness.com.au forward slash trade desk. All the info is there. There's even a ridiculous video from me and Coxie. That was fun. uh, Explaining it all to you and um, go check it out. You can join and uh, if you don't like it, you can bugger off. Hmm. There's See no ya. contracts. So, uh, yeah, go have a look at that and enjoy today's episode. Howdy, tradies in business. How are we? Howdy, Coxie. Hello. I love, I love your little intro voice. Do you? It's so sweet. It's a normal voice. It's, well, okay. Yep, right. You do. You put on this really sweet, like, <laughs> hi, everybody. Today, we're going to read a story about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the play school room. Yeah. <laughs> and so, joined in the play school room today, we have uh, Dan Lee. Dan the man. Yeah. <laughs> well, How are you, Dan? I'm good, thanks. Is that thanks like, for having me on... On the show. Pleasure, yeah, mate. Yeah. Is that is that like the best intro you've ever had? I think it was a bit weak, actually. Oh. Should we do it Look, again? I haven't had that many intros, so, <laughs> you know, so it, the, it'd be up there. The bar's pretty sure. low then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we have, before everybody tunes out, Dan, yes, he's a real estate agent, but don't hold that against him. No, Dan is the man. And I reckon he's Please probably... Please don't. He's never I know we've got a bad before. name, but yeah. there, there are some, you know, good eggs out there. There are some good eggs out there. And uh, and you're more than an egg, mate. You've like hatched and turned into this beautiful rooster. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> mate, that's a, that's a very elegant way of describing it. Thank you, you. you can use that in one of your videos if you like, mate. I'll let you license that one. I'm writing it down. <laughs> egg hatching into, yeah, got it. Because everyone think, talks about eggs hatching into chickens, but no one ever talks about eggs hatching into roosters. Very true. Exactly. Wow. The big questions of life getting answered here at the Tradies in Business podcast <laughs> with uh, your hosts, Coxie and Woz. Hi. And um, I've been a little apprehensive and also excited about chatting to today's guest, who is Dan Lee from, what is the name? It's Plum Property? Plum Property, Plum yeah. Plum Property, with no B on the end for the builders. That's correct, yeah. Yep. Plum like the fruit. Yep. So uh, Even though it has nothing to do with fruit, it is... <laughs> 
plum property. It's just, it means it's sweet. Is that right? Yeah. yeah something like that. Rolls sweet. off the tongue, if nothing else. Plum property, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dan, tell us a bit about, I'd like to know how you ended up in real estate because you, you look like a reasonably young bloke. You're a little younger than me. Tell the listeners yeah, how be. old you are. <laughs> I have, no, I have no idea how old you are, but <laughs> I, I, I see that you're trying to edge towards getting me to tell you how old I am. So I'm, I'm 34. I'm happy to tell you. You're very I young. Probably, I probably look a bit younger than that. So um, I always have, which was a bad thing growing up, but it's a great thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I got into real estate in 2007. I was 23 years old. I was completely broke. I was three or $4,000 in debt and living with mum and dad after traveling the world for th- a couple of years, as most young people do after finishing uni. And, uh, you know, when I came back from overseas, I just needed a job. I needed to pay back my parents this money I'd borrowed. I needed to get a car. I just needed to get my life together. So I started looking for jobs. And um, I, I picked up this job in just the paper that said, you know, earn $1,000 a week um, doing some marketing. And it was a bit of a, you know, it was, it was a bit of a shitty job. What it was was... Have you ever walked through the shopping centre and you know people try and stop you and they and they yeah. sell you stuff? Yeah. All right. Either they're trying to sell you a, a World Vision monthly subscription, or they're trying to get you to donate to the uh, Lifesavers to win a car, or you mm-hmm. um, you know there's all all sorts of little stands where this same company had about five different you know products that they would sell in in um, in supermarkets and, and shopping centres. And anyway, my gig was I had to stop people and try and get try and sign them up on Optus uh, Optus Internet, mm. mobile or phone plans. Wow! Uh, phone and phone and internet, home plans, and and mobile all mobile phones. Try and get them switch them across from Telstra or whoever they are. So it's real direct marketing, one on one, face to face, cold stopping everyone and it was commission only so it was a really really <laughs> difficult job what a baptism um, of fire yeah it, look it, it was an awful job mm. i hated it but it taught me so much mm. it taught me about the power of numbers the power of prospecting how to we you know if, if i didn't sell someone that package at least twice a day to to earn 180 dollars, then you know it wasn't worth it mm. some some days you'd work there all day and you wouldn't sell anything and you'd, you'd work all day standing up trying to stop people in the shopping center getting rejected time and time again mm. and go home with no money. And that is that is a really, really hard thing to deal with. Um, so you had to get really good at this. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly to me because I've always been good at building rapport and, and, and talking to people. Mm-hmm. I got really, really good at this job. And I was, for someone doing that sort of thing, I was earning maybe like $1,500 a week, which, you know, isn't a lot of money, but for a 23-year-old who's trying to pay back his parents, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I I quickly became, um, uh, you you know, sort of like the team leader in this company and then they were getting me to set up little teams and then all of a sudden they had a team of about, you know, 15 other people out there who were sort of underneath me and I was getting a little clip of the ticket for every sale they did and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden I'm, 
the number one salesperson for this company who was selling for Optus. Um, and I think there were over 2,000 people doing it. And for two months in a row, I was the number one salesperson. I was earning about $2,000 a week. Wow. And I thought, you know, for number one to earn $2,000, I'm in the wrong industry. Right? <laughs> so I thought, you know, it's time for me to get out of this. And although that job was a, a really, really tough job, very punishing, it was the most amazing, um, uh, like, it, it developed me so much as a salesperson. I learned so many skills doing that job, how to read people, how to close someone within 90 seconds from them not even wanting to talk to me to them all of a sudden signing this paper to transfer over their product to someone else all within 90 seconds. That's that could, that's something you really got to mm. practice, practice, practice mm. time and time again. So I came into the real estate arena. I, I had enough of this job. I walked around. I found an office I wanted to work in. And that really set me up to do real estate because real estate is all about that really hard. In the beginning, you know no one. You have nothing. You have no database. You know you have no contacts other than the people that you know. And you're 23 years old and you're trying to go out there and sell people's biggest assets. So mm. it, you, I was set up for this. I knew what I had to do. I knew it was a numbers game. And I went out there and I just hit the ground really hard. I knew that I just needed to service people. I needed to get my feet in people's doors. I needed to make contact with as many people in a certain area as I could in a, and, and, and just service these people, keep in touch with them, let them know about the market, let them know about the sales that we're doing, let them know what future things are going on in their community. And then over time, you know, people come back to you. They just, you know, you do enough things for, for people, you give, 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 and then eventually when they're about to do something, who do they think of? They think of that person that's been doing things for them for years for not asking anything in return. And, you know, it takes a couple of years to build up that rep, to get some some sales on the board. And within a couple of years, I was doing really well. I was um, nominated for the LJ Hooker International Best New Talent 2009 when I worked there. And I quickly became, after four years, like the top salesperson at that office, which was a pretty big office. Mm. And I maintained that level for about, uh, you know, eight years um, at, at quite a high level of sales there. Bought into that business, but I eventually, you know, had a bit of a, a falling out with the people that own the business and decided to start Plum Property um, about three years, just under three years ago now. Nice, man. That's a good wrap-up. Yeah. Yeah. A... Sorry for – it was a bit no. long-winded, but I tried to wrap it up pretty quickly. No, that was perfect. Good. It meant I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> we all like it when Warwick's quiet. <laughs> so, uh, Plum Property, mate, where did the name come from? Look, there's no great story behind it. I should probably try and make something up to, um, you know, for future interviews. But really, you know, when it came down to choosing a name for real estate, you'd think it would be easy, but it's terribly difficult because mm. all of the good ones are taken, and especially all the domains. Mm. So, you know, I, at first I was trying to think of something that to, to do with real estate. You know, uh, there's companies out there that you might know of Place, estate agents. You know, Place is just something to do with space and real mm. estate or space estate agents or... Uh, you know, I was thinking of things like, you know, open house realty or, you know, nest or something like that. But honestly, everything you can think of that sounds reasonably good, <laughs> forget it. It's taken. It's done years ago. Someone's got it. Even if they're not even using it, they've bought it and they're just sitting on it for no reason. So, 
it was really, really hard. The only one, I, I thought of about 50 names and the only 10 that weren't taken were the worst ones. So <laughs> um, I didn't know what to do. And my business partner was like looking at these names and going, why are you thinking about things that to do with real estate? You know, that's boring. That's dumb. You, you could call it whatever you want. Just, you know, call it, call it like plum property if you want. You know, it doesn't have to be real estate. And, I, and as soon as he said that, I was like, hmm, write that down. And then so I thought of, <laughs> thought of 50 other names that had nothing to do with real estate. And, and I just kept going back to that very first one that my business partner said, plum property. I was like, Hmm, sounds good. I like the color. I, I actually wanted the color dark purple. Um, and you know, plum mm -hmm. relates to a fruit, which is purple. So I could use that. And then the alliteration of the P and P and then I just thought it really sounded really good. So I came up with my best three and I gave it to friends and family and did a vote amongst 10 people. And, seven out of 10 people said Plum Property was their favorite, so I went with it, and Brilliant. it stuck from there. Mm. Yeah. Do I think that's a good story, mate. Yes. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. No need to make any well, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I told it in a way that sounds good. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Actually, that's yeah. why, why we're talking to you yeah. today. Is, you go, is your ability – thanks, Was You just move over there a bit. Yeah. It's your ability I'm to tell a story. I... Foxy's <laughs> going to run the podcast from now on, okay? Righto. Would you like a tissue there, Warwick? Yeah, okay. You'd want your dummy well, back. Well, I can't because the iPad's sitting on top of the, the Kleenex <laughs> box so that we can see Dan's beautiful young face. Poor Dan's <laughs> looking at us like, what the fuck have I got myself into here? Now I'm going to have to make this an explicit episode, Coxie. <laughs> well, I'll see if I can throw a few more in to make it worthwhile. Good on you. Yes. Now, Dan, I first yeah. came across you maybe 18 months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Actually, we were looking at property in Brisbane. Recently, though, your advertising has gone through the roof. I am absolutely loving what you're doing, and that's why we have you here today. I'm going to call your style of marketing almost guerrilla marketing. You're doing something really different. It's completely unique. It's unlike all the other... We're going to make this explicit, aren't we? Can I swear? Well, again? you already said fucks, so... <laughs> I'm going to have to mark it as explicit. I don't know how Dan feels about that. Though. Sorry, like, Dan. Sorry. Oh, look, I'll, I'll sleep tonight. Thank don't you. Worry. Okay. Thank okay. you. Good. But your videos are not like all the other wanker sales real estate videos. Sorry. G'day but to all... the real estate agents Sorry. listening to the show. <laughs> Sorry. It's time to think about the way you're marketing. It's not working. They all look the same. I don't really want to see... The pretty girl get out of the expensive car and walk into the no, house. Thank come you very on. much. You love the bum shot. I hate shot. that. <laughs> you love Let's the bum shot. Let's not have that argument now. Yes. So that's why we're talking to you today. I'm really intrigued to know how, what is it about, Is it was it you? Was it a thought that you had that, that decided to do something a bit different with your marketing? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I've always been a, a bit of a, you know, I'm not camera shy. I've, I've, I did <laughs> drama at school. I, I've always loved doing a bit of acting, a bit of funny stuff on the side. And I started doing property videos about five years ago, but it was at the, in, the, in the days that you, you could only put them on realestate.com. There mm. was no social media. There were, well, social media was out, but it wasn't really used the way it is today. Mm. There was no business accounts. You couldn't promote ads, anything mm. like that. So that all changed about three years ago when Facebook really um, upped the scaling on their uh, on their business side of thing, and they actually started making money from it and allowing businesses to advertise on it. That's when the game really changed. So, mm. I, I, you know, I've got a collection of videos that go further back, which you, you've probably never seen. They're not worth watching because the quality is <laughs> worse. And they're the best and ones I definitely, to watch sometimes, I, mate. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, but the, the, the quality and the the ideas behind them that we're doing now are, are a lot better. But, um, you know, it, it 
it wasn't necessarily an idea like, oh, let's be this company that does these crazy videos. It's just something that I was doing and something that I, I love doing. And um, I started posting them on, on, uh, you know, on the social media platforms and they just started taking off. And I guess what people love about them is that they're, they're a bit relatable. They're not, I, I, the, the one thing I have always disliked about the real estate um, uh, industry is the image. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the, you know, the fast cars. We earn a lot of money, you know, nice watches, nice cars, hot girls. That is, you know, it's a portion of the market that relates to a very small percentage of people. And, you know, it's not the type of market that I'm really in either. Uh, I'm the type of person who would, you know, rather just relate more to the common person. And I think humor, humor relates to everyone. So I I loved going down that path and just the feedback that I was getting. Um, And for some reason, I don't know why I seem to be able to pull off humor. Um, (laughs) You do it well. It it is a very, it is a very tricky line to, to, to walk down and, you know, someone can do the exact same joke as you and it can be not funny. Mm. It's, it's very difficult. Well, I don't find it difficult. I I just guess I'm, I'm lucky in the Mm. fact that for some reason, God gave me a natural ability to uh, pull off a joke on camera that just seems to come off well. And I don't know really how I, how I do it, but um, it is true that, you know, there's something in the delivery. It's something in the style. It's something in the way that I, 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 just with the tone and the music and everything, the way that we do it, that it somehow seems to pull off. And uh, yeah, it just really works for me. It's the style that I like. It's the style that relates to a lot of people and it's very engaging. Um, You can only watch, you know, and if you go down a a track of just doing fast cars and and, and hot girls, I I feel like a video like that has a shelf life. you, you know, you watch one or two of them and you're like, wow, what a great video, cool, fast cars, nice hot ladies. And then the next property video comes along, same fast cars, same hot ladies. What are we looking at? What, mm. What's different about it? It's just yeah. like it's, yep. you, the, the net, you watch it three times and then the fourth time it comes on, you don't want to watch it anymore. So the great thing about doing an angle that I'm doing is that you can always come up with something new, something creative, and nothing's better than just doing a new joke of some sort. Um, and jokes are cheap. They they just take a little bit of creativity, a little mm. bit of delivery, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's not going to cost me um, five thousand dollars to go and rent three Lamborghinis and um, <laughs> you know four hot girl models for a property video, which, to be honest, is probably a bit of a waste of money. Absolutely. Now, tradies, I want you to pull over, pause the podcast. Go and jump onto Plum Property or Dan Lee's profiles and watch one of the videos. But you won't stop at one. You'll just keep going. They're so funny. <laughs> Dan has this. Probably, probably go on to um, go on to Dan Lee because yep. that's where my personal ones are, and then and then that'll get you a sort of a taste of what there is. And then there's more of other staff members on the Plum Property page, which are equally amusing. I must say, I enjoy those as well. But Dan has a really unique brand of humor and I watch the videos to watch what you're going to do this time. But in truth, while I'm watching the videos, I'm actually learning about the house. Like, I'm also interested in property in Brisbane. So I have another interest. That's how I found you in the first place. But I come for you 
but I learn about the house and I think, oh, I really probably need to go and see this place. I don't think this is one I can pass up. I love Big Blue, by the way. So, but it's <laughs> your personality that engages me enough to want to look at these things in the first place rather than, you know, I don't want to look at the Lamborghini so I don't bother looking at those ads. I move mm. on. I, I don't even pause on those ads because I'm so over that brand of marketing and I already know or I already feel or think that that is out of my price market. So I'm going to come to you where you're relatable. I can understand what you're saying. The whole story that you're creating really drags me into what's going on within the video. Um, is that a choice that you make? Like, uh, I was going to say, are you going to ask a question? I'm or? getting there. <laughs> getting is is it a choice that you make that you sit down and you look at the attributes in the house and you think about is there a big planning process around how you're then going to put that into place into the ads that you're doing um a fair bit of planning goes into each oh well to be honest i i don't put a lot of planning into a lot of the videos i sort of think of a few sort of ideas that I might have. And most of the time I just rock up with the, with the, with the crew and just work it out when I'm there. But it's, um, it's interesting that you say that about watching the video and then taking an interest in the house, because mm. that's obviously the idea behind the videos in the end. We're not just making videos for a laugh. The, the, the idea is that we are promoting a property that's for sale. And look, the great thing about social media and why I do this and why I do it in an entertaining or not always entertaining, but just is interesting fashion is because I want to get the widest reach possible. Lo the widest local reach um, is, is more important because the more people that see it, the more people that share it and like it and comment on it, the more Facebook says that's a good video. We're going to spread it further. Mm. If you post a, if you post an average piece of content on Facebook, then Facebook is going to instantly recognize that people are not watching this. People aren't liking it and sharing it. And they're going to quickly put it to the back pages so that no one sees it. Facebook wants people to stay on Facebook and they want the best content coming to the front of the page. So if you post a really good piece of content and people that Facebook knows how many people are watching it and for how long and who's liking it and who's sharing it. And then they've got all their algorithms to say, if a lot of people have their eyeballs on your ad and they're watching it and they're liking it and they're sharing it, then they're going to promote it further for free. So the, the better content you make, the further it's going to spread for free. And the more eyeballs that I get on that property, the more people that are going to actually take an interest in the property. And look, the percentage is very small, okay? For each property I post, I get roughly, you know, in the vicinity, let's say, of around 50,000 local views on an ad, right? Of that 50,000, I may get somewhere between 300 and 1,000 clicks through to mm -hmm. the actual ad on the little link that I put. So the percentage isn't great. It's about between 1% and 2% of the people who view the ad actually go through and click on that ad but if you actually work that out it's actually quite a large number mm. if 500 people click on the link for your ad if you're an owner and you put your ad on on social media for your house and 500 people click through to the ad to look further into it then that is a really good result that's going to result in more people inquiring to me more people coming to the inspection and more people for me to then um offer the property and, and try and get you, you know, a, a decent offer for the property. 
The more of that that we get, the higher your price goes in the end. So it's it's like a it's like a a, a funneling process. It's mm. filtering out the people who are just watching it to the people who are actually interested, getting them there to the property, and then actually getting you an offer on the property. So it does work, um, and that is the main reason why I try and make the the the, um, the, the videos funny and appealing and to stand out, so that every single person can watch them. Because the interesting thing is. I may not necessarily, I may post a video, I may not necessarily land that video on the buyer's screen. Mm. Yeah. But every buyer out there, they have sons, they have daughters, mothers, dads, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles, and everyone knows someone who's in the market. Mm. You know, you might see my funny ad and just go, oh, I'm going to watch this ad because I know he does funny ads and I like his content. So you might watch it. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, you know, I know who might like that. My sister Jenny might like to see that, how she's looking in that suburb. Yep. All you have to do is tag your sister in that video and all of a sudden you sh- you've shared it with a possible buyer for me. Mm-hmm. So people out there in the public are actually advertising my properties for me because I'm giving them some interesting content. Mm-hmm. And that is the power of social media. It certainly changed the game, hasn't it? Advertising game, social media. Mm. So, yeah, it certainly has. Dan, you mentioned some impressive numbers there. You know, fifty thousand views of an ad could turn into you know three hundred to a thousand click-throughs. Um, you, you probably didn't start out with those sort of numbers. Like, what were the early days like when you first got going with this? Um, well, the early days before social media was, um, you know, you got no click-throughs because the only place I could put the video was on the realestate.com ad. So basically the buyer had to have already gone onto realestate.com, found the property that they, you know, wanted to see and, and then they could go in there and then they could click on watch the video, which didn't really have mm. any effect of bringing them to the place. It just gave them something else to yeah. look at about the property, but they're already there. The thing about the social media is instead of the buyer coming to you, you're actually pushing it out there to the buyer. Yep. Um, so that that is the, the, the bigger change in the marketplace of, of how that works. But in terms of numbers, I guess the first, the first videos that I posted, I didn't put any advertising budget behind them either. So they were getting maybe, um, you know, I didn't have a big following then, so it was maybe a thousand or two thousand views on a good on a good one, mm. um, and that's changed dramatically over the past few years, just because lots of people follow me and like like all the stuff that I do, and um, so I get a lot more uh, organic reach. But I also put a budget behind the videos. So when I say fifty thousand views, not all of that is organic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very good portion of it that's organic, but I do put a budget behind it to target specific areas around the property yep. of people in certain demographics who may be um, the types of people that we think might be interested in a property like that. Mm. I guess, uh, you know, people like you who, you know, if, if our listeners go and look at your ads and they see how much reach you're getting and how many views your videos get, it would be easy to look at that and think, oh, this guy's big. Of course, he's getting all that stuff. Um, and that's why I sort of asked you about the early days uh, because you had to start somewhere with that, and you know, a thousand a thousand views on a video, 
a lot of us would look at that and go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time you distill that down to actions and uh, conversions, you know, people that contact you, it's a thousand is a tiny number. Um, you know, you might get one or two if you're lucky off the back yeah, of that. It, so it's, it's a bit of a long game. You know, you've got to stick at it and get the thousand views and then the 1200 and then the 1500 and then you get a couple more sales and you put some, some budget behind it, as you say. Would that be a fair comment, Dan? Is, is it is Yeah, a absolutely. Game? Definitely. I mean, like anything, when you start off on social media and you're trying to gather a, an audience and, you know, um, people are only going to be interested if you in you if you're doing things that they like. So they've got to start seeing you pop up more and more and if you do have to keep at it to build that audience and, it's definitely a growth thing and I'm, I'm, gr- I'm still growing all the time. I'm still not like a mega superstar. I guess I'm like an IGA local hero. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, it, you know, over time, I've definitely noticed a massive change in the amounts of organic reach that I get and the comments and likes and shares and, and it, it eventually turns into more business because mm-hmm. people see so much of it, they su- sort of start to get to know you through social media um, before they've even actually met you. And there's been plenty of times when, you know, people have messaged me through Facebook or even just called me up and said, look, I, I, I've been to one of your open homes. I see your videos. I see you're doing a lot of, of, you know, stuff in the area. I want you to come and talk to me about selling my house. So it's mm-hmm. not only great advertising for the property, but it, it, it's great advertising for uh, myself and my company at the same time. Um, yeah. So I want I to make a, no, no, that's perfect. Actually, that draws me to another point I wanted to make. Um, one of the things that I see in real estate, I also see it in tradies and business, that where you know the classic real estate sign where there's a photo of the person selling the house and it doesn't actually say anything about the house. We're really just advertising the sales agent. <laughs> Even though I come to your videos to watch them for you, Dan, the videos actually are really you're the sideline to the asset and that's the point I'm trying to make, right? Very often yep. we forget it's great to do something creative and to do something a little bit different to capture the attention, but the star of the day still needs to be the product or the service or whatever it is that we're trying to sell. You seem to Absolutely. have found the perfect balance between playing the fool and actually selling the property so that, yes, you're still very much why we might be there to watch the ad, but it's the asset that's the shining star. Um, yeah, it's it's a very good point. And um, I, I also agree that it's totally ridiculous to have a signboard with a photo of the agent. You know, there's <laughs> absolutely that agent is just selling themselves absolutely. and not the property. Um, so, there, again, that comes down to a, walking a fine line. Mm. Um, and with social media videos, there you, you need to keep it short, sharp, and not too long. Uh, you know, the... The, the optimum length for a video on, on Facebook right now is one minute 30. If you're going longer than that, then people are going to tune out. So it's, it, we're always very conscious of how long I've got and there is a fine line of having too much agent and too much joke over not enough product. Mm-hmm. So I, I always try and um, engage with the audience by you know making it interesting with maybe something funny or something interesting but then selling the house because if if they get past the joke that usually you'll notice if you look at one of my videos i will always start with something interesting i will start the first 10 seconds with 
something eye-catching, something that's just going to grab everyone to watch the video. And then if they get past the joke and they get past the maybe something little interesting that I've done, I start talking about the house for a little Mm. bit. And then those people that make it past that section are more likely to be your real audience that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so the great thing as well with that, with those Facebooks, so I do that very strategically because I know that the first 20, you can, you can break all those views down of those 50,000 views I get. They're not, not, that's not 50,000 people that watched it all the way to the end. That's 50,000 people that watched three seconds or more. Mm. Okay. So you can break that down to who watched 25% who watch 50%, who watch 75%, 80%, not whatever you want. And I so I, I watch each video and I see where's the where's the joke in and where's the guts of the of the of the property. And if 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 you make it to like 75% or more, I know that you could be more interested in the house. I'll retarget you mm-hmm. because you watch more of it. Um and uh, yeah, I you know that that you've got to be able to show your client who is paying for the video that you are actually selling yes. the house. Yes. So you can't get up there and just be a goofball the whole time. You need to sell the product. It is about the product at the end of the day. Um, the, the the type of video I'm doing is just to grab some more attention. Yeah. Mm. So Dan, I'm curious to know where you learned um, not the funny stuff because you mm. know I think some of us pick that up in ways that we don't necessarily uh, notice or understand, but the the Facebook stuff that you're talking about, like I'm standing here going, man, this is all strategy. This is data analysis and statistics and, you know, changing tactics based on the data. Um, Did you have to learn all that? Have you surrounded yourself with team? Like what's been your process with that? Yeah, I had to learn a lot of it myself. So, uh, but I have obviously a social media team as well. And, um, you know, we worked all that stuff out together. So I do know a lot about Facebook and the back end and how it all works and Instagram as well. But I don't do a lot of it myself, surprisingly. I, I don't do any of the posting or very, very little of it because the, the team's doing that. But we we sit down and we analyze all of that data and, you know, which videos are doing better than others, um, you know, with the budget that we have for each video, if, if a you may notice that sometimes I do a sneak peek, then I'll do the mm. full video, then I might do an after video that yep. will retarget and that sort of thing. So we'll look at each video and if one video is not performing so well, we'll cut the budget on it and then spend it on the next one that might do better, mm. um, things like that. So how many people have you got working with you on that sort of on that side of things, Dan? Um, two. Cool. Okay. Yep. Because it's, um, you know, as you were talking before, you talk about the team and, you know, I'm thinking, is there three or five or like how many people on your team uh, are pouring over all this data? And it's like, it's a small team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not as, um, you know, it's not as difficult as it might sound when we're talking about it. Facebook sort of just gives it all to you. You just know how to have to know how to use the back end and what, things you're looking for and they can pretty much just give it to you so mm. it's not all that difficult it just takes a bit of learning it takes some playing around and and posting and using some budget and um you know if anyone does that for a little while they'll figure it out because mm. it's one of the things i think keeps people away from social media advertising 
uh, particularly tradies, is not understanding the back end and how it works. Uh, yeah. And so they, you know, they boost a post and it goes really well and gets lots of likes and they go, oh, that was really cool. So they boost another one and it tanks and then it's like, well, I don't know what's going on here. So they stop doing anything. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the things you'll notice is that you will get less and less likes as time goes on. When I, when I posted my first video and all my friends and family and everyone saw my first couple of videos, you know, everyone liked them and everyone was commenting and saying, great vid, Dan, that's wonderful. Now, none of my friends like any of them and none of my friends comment on any of them and I'll hardly get a family member saying anything either. So people kind of get bored of you and um, or they just, you pop up on their screen so much that you're not new anymore. They, they don't. They don't feel like giving you a like because they liked you on the last one. And they, <laughs> it's just, it's just the way humans are. I don't. I don't take it like personally or anything. But li- honestly, if you look at all my likes now, none of them are any of my friends. And they used to be all my friends. Mm. Those friends are still my friends, but they, <laughs> they just don't, don't like you anymore. anymore. <laughs> they just don't like my stuff anymore. And and I think you, you can't get disheartened by that because that's just the nature of people. And um, so you've just got to continue to grow your audience and your biggest fans will always like your stuff and comment on your stuff. And, and you know, some people will drop off. But the, the, the thing is, everyone's still watching. Mm-hmm. And so you've just got to keep, keep posting good content. And who cares? Like you might post one and it might bomb, but whatever. You, you, you're not a hero from doing one video. There's so much mm-hmm. content. You've always just got to keep going. You post it, see how it goes. Don't worry about it. Do something new and try something new. Keep putting your message out there. What is it that you do well? What is it that you do, people? How can you provide value to a customer? And if you keep doing that to people, then eventually it pays back. It, it doesn't happen overnight. You won't post one ad and, and get massive results. Um, you have to keep at it, and but you have to use your money wisely. The hard, the hard thing with advertising on Facebook is, like, for a tradie, is yeah, it's not that it's not that cheap for them. Um, you, you know, they might put your two hundred dollars behind an ad, and you know, if they don't get one job from it, mm-hmm. that's like feels like a total waste. And yeah, you know, it it could be, but maybe try a series of five ads and retarget people who may be connected with the first ad. Because you know you might show it to you might show it to three thousand people. Well, don't re-show it to the same three thousand people if if um, if half of them only watched three seconds of it and then flicked away. They're not interested. Mm. But the people that watch fifty percent of your ad about whatever you are painting or or plumbing or you know plastering whatever you do, the people that watch fifty percent of it, the chances are there's an audience in there that has said, oh, I have been thinking of doing that and they may watch your ad, but they're not ready yet to buy. And, you know, you came and got, you, you came and went in a second and they saw you and then, yep, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, I've been thinking about doing that, gone. Come out with something new now. You need to tell them about the next thing you're doing, the next mm. year, or show them another example. Yep. And then target the 50% only that watched the first one or connected or liked or shared. You can do all those things, the people that engaged with your first ad. So then it may have cost you 200 to hit 1,000 the first time, but then the next time you only spend 100 hitting only the half that watched at least 50%. 
And then again, maybe you'll come out with a third little ad that you'll retarget again to the people that watched a hundred percent. And then what you'll find is like you'll you'll narrow it down to a small audience of like two hundred of your thousand that took some actual attention in what you're doing. And it's not too expensive to retarget them mm. with future ads. Yep. Okay. It might cost you only twenty dollars again later down the track to keep targeting them. And if you get one or two jobs out of those people, then it's done its job. It's paid so it's just yeah. about working out how it works and how to effectively spend your money. Mm. Yeah, and that's the the thing that um sadly most of us just don't know and um i guess uh there's a whole lot of information out there that people can get a bit confused with and and i think a bit dazzled by um guys like you who are internet sensations and uh you know getting uh crazy amounts of of uh views and you know but you've been at this for for a few years now mm. um sort mm. of perfecting that craft and uh, I'm listening to a really good audio book at the moment by a guy out of the States called Brendan Burchard talking about um, success habits or high-performance habits. And one of the things he talks about is having this obsession with our field of interest or area of interest and getting good at our craft. And I guess it would be it would be easy to assume that your craft, Dan, is real estate. But in actual fact, um, everything you've just talked about, I'm standing here going... Man, you could sell courses on this shit. Mm, you're like, a marketing expert. Like you've 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 become a master of, you know, reading the data and making decisions about which ads are tanking and when you need to do a second one and you know which joke's going to work and it's it's all about perfecting that message. It's not about the real estate side of things. I think that's where people get a bit lost with all of this. Mm. Maybe, yeah. It, look, I have learned to. Look, there's already heaps of people selling the courses, so I'm not going to bother doing that. <laughs> <laughs> My real art is selling real estate, and I, I guess, you know, probably part of the downfall, the, the negative side of me doing all this is people look at me and, and probably watch the videos, and I'm sure a lot of people watch and go, oh, he's really good, he great, makes great videos. Hmm, do I want to sell my property with him? I'm not sure, mm. you know? So mm. <laughs> I've got to be careful with that too because sure. it's not my real art. I know I, I'm, I'm good at it, but it's not where I make my money. So I'm, I'm really, I'm actually really good at the other side of things, mm. which is, you know, engaging with people, um, helping them to make an offer on a property and then closing the deal between the buyer and the seller. Mm. So that's, that's my real art. Um, but I guess I've got, um, a, a couple of extra hidden talents that I've managed to flush out over the past few years. Mm. Well, it's it's a really good point that you raised, Dan, and, and I don't make a habit of disagreeing with guests, but I'm going to make an exception <laughs> uh, just, just for you, mate, just for you. So um, the thing is, and, and this goes to our listeners as well, right? You don't get to do your craft if you don't learn the other stuff mm. because in today's market, you could be the best plumber, the best electrician, the best builder. The, the number of tradies I talk to that are so proud of their work and they're so focused on quality and, you know, excellent craftsmanship and everything, but they're not getting to do it with enough people because they haven't learned about Facebook marketing. They haven't yeah. learned about Google AdWords or how to do funny videos and, and post them online, right? They just, they haven't learned the, the work that allows them to do their craft. And I guess with you, Dan, the reason you get to do your craft, which you're really good at, which is real estate, is because you've kind of like learned a second craft, which is finding lots of people to do real estate with. 
Um, and I think yeah. that's a really important lesson for our listeners is you've got to get good at some other stuff if you want to actually do more of the thing you like. Yeah, look, marketing is really, really important and being able to get your message out there is the whole point of it. Um, you know, if you're really good at your trade, then how do you get people to know about it, mm. you know? Other than repeat and referral business, how are you going to find your new clientele? And look, Facebook and, and social media is the cheapest way that you can get your message out there to a local audience. So I think it's one of the best tools for tradies because most tradies will want to work within a specific area. They'll want to work in the areas that are close to home. You know, what tradie, what painter, plumber, tiler, whatever, doesn't want to have a bunch of clients that live really close to home so they can get home to their families, have a good day's work and, and not be traveling for hours to get to a job. Well, you can do that with Facebook. You can locally segment each suburb and post an ad just to a suburb and you can put in the exact demographics. So if you don't want to target people that are 18 and younger, which is obviously what you don't want to do if you're a painter because what, 16 year old gives a <laughs> shit about your painting business right. um you want to target people who are maybe 30 years plus who have an interest in children and parenting and local schools and things like that because those are the demographics that are going to have houses and be buying and selling and who are going to be renovating and painting and building new houses and so you can basically go into the back of facebook and say look i want to post my ad I want to target 30-year-olds and over, maybe 30 to 55 who are in the suburb of or the postcode of 4068 and they have an interest in parenting. Mm. You know, that is a really good way to segment a market for you. And Facebook will spit out the number of how many there is. Mm. Yeah. They'll say, you have roughly 2,000 people in that area that you've just said that you want. Yep. And then you say, and then it gives you an estimated cost. Estimated cost to reach these people, $35. So you can go, great, target those people, $35 with your ad that you make. It doesn't need to be too much, but you can do a little professional ad about what your trade is and get that out to the local community. I bet you if you do that 10 times over a period of a couple of months, you'll get some business. Mm. Mm. Pretty simple formula, mate. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Simple's <laughs> best. Which leads me to uh, one of my last questions, Dan. Uh, what sort of car do you drive now, mate? <laughs> I drive a lower-end model BMW. Nice one. It's like a trick question, really. <laughs> what are well, you trying to it's, learn It's here? not a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something no. like that, right? It's just no, I don't. I don't even like cars. Cars are not my thing. They are just a waste of money to me. They so are. they're a money pit. Yeah, says yeah. me. Yeah, with the fancy cars yeah. have never been my thing. I've always grown up with, you know, my mum used to always belt it into me. It was like <laughs> when I was young that cars are a liability. They're not an asset, and I've just always kind of grown up with that mentality. So I mean, who doesn't like driving a nice car? Sure, but I, I don't need luxury in the car. I need air conditioning and uh, a decent stereo system and get me from A to B. And something, That's fine. something that fits the video yeah. gear in the boot. Yeah. 
I'd rather put my money into property and real assets and my business, things that will grow and make me more wealthy. Or hiring lime scooters or riding skateboards. <laughs> yeah. No, I just try and steal them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have a favourite question I like to ask guests, mate, uh, and it's not what car they yeah. drive, but uh, if you had a 1,000 tradies in business in a room, what is one piece of advice you'd love to leave them with? Oh, that's a really good one. Just across the board, or or, or something that anything we at about all. Today. It could be like you know any piece match of advice. Socks, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it would be definitely to know know your trait back to front, know it better than anyone else, um, and know those things that the customer doesn't know that needs to know. Um, you know, you've got to have a point of difference. You've got to have a reason to um, for someone to go with you. But I think most of all, salesmanship comes into every industry. And if you're a painter or a plasterer or a plumber or a real estate agent, build rapport with people. Uh, people are most likely to work with you if they trust you and if they like you. Mm-hmm. And if they trust you and like you, they're more likely to listen to what you're going to say. Mm. So if I could say anything, it would be whenever you're going for a job, you must build rapport with the customer. You must get them to um, establish a feeling of connection with you and that they can feel like they're giving their money to someone that's going to do a good job for them. Mm. Mm. Great piece of advice. Awesome, mate. Any final words, Coxie? No, just keep doing what you're doing. It's great, Dan. (laughs) All right. No worries. (laughs) Well, mate, uh, thanks so much for uh, appearing on the show. Um, For people to go check you out, what's your social handles and website and everything again? Yeah, Dan Lee. uh, Dan Lee Property is my handle for both um, Facebook and Instagram. So the, it, it'll be a photo, a little photo of me doing a fly kick. That's an impressive fly Facebook. kick, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how I pulled it off, but <laughs> Probably when pulled I a did it, in the process. I literally, like, I came down from doing that fly kick and I must have been this close to tearing my hammy <laughs> because I, I was imagine. like, oh, jeez. My, <laughs> my back leg did not feel good after it. So Should have stretched first, mate. Luck, I did stretch. <laughs> and it's bloody lucky I did because if I didn't, I reckon I would have been in a wheelchair for Absolutely. a few weeks after. Um, so Danley uh, there property was one. And yeah, web- website. Danley Property. I've got another video coming out today at 11.30. That's in 10 minutes. So um, get on there, check it out, give me a like and a share. I really appreciate likes, shares, comments, guys. So please, please do that if you feel like it deserves it. Sure thing, mate. Your friends don't like you anymore, so we will. (laughs) Exactly. So I need some other people to come in and like me for a bit until they get sick of me and go, why does this guy keep popping up on my phone? I'm so sick of him. Okay. But I'm warning you, watch one video and you will see more. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's so true. <laughs> well, the mate, algorithm uh, will get you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Stuck like in the web. The new version of the yeah. Matrix. Well, mate, uh, all the best uh, for the future. Um, fantastic stuff that you're doing. And thanks for sharing so openly with us today. There's been some awesome, awesome tips in there that uh, were free and, you know, you could pay a social media guru thousands for that or you could just tune in to Tradies in Business podcast and hear guys <laughs> like Dan Lee giving away his stuff for free. So, mate, thanks very much. Great thanks, work. Thanks, Dan. Too easy, awesome. guys. Anytime. Thanks very much. 